2: This podcast is brought to you by No One.
0: I can't see anything. My f- visor's fogging up. If you take your tear offs off, you may get rid of the water.
1: Yeah, I'm starting to, it's starting to clear.
3: On the show today, Formula One is heading to Miami.
2: Miami?
3: Aston Martin might take the FIA to court and a 15-year ban by the FIA for someone? Oh, and apparently there was a race on the weekend. We break down everything that happened in Imola, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And of course your stat of the week, but first, we must hand the mic over to a man. A man that is so handsome, he made the Imola track wet. A man that cannot wait to get his kid off in Miami and hit the beaches. That man is David Croft. Take it
2: away, It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back. Relax, for the Park It In My Firm a show. Here is your host, Cody. That
3: is right, ladies and gentlemen, it is I, Caldy, back again with another banger for you, and what a huge show we have for you today. I'm licking my lips. This show is so tasty, tasty as And I can't wait to take a little nibble to satisfy the cravings. Look to your left. You see that? That's my firmate. So what are you waiting for? Park it up in there. Right up in there. Don't be shy. It's a tight fit. Because it is the Park It In My Firmate show. The show that talks all things Formula One. Discussion, news, results, opinions, previews, love stories and more. And what a show we have for you today, we raced on the weekend, so exciting, it was a good race as well, loads of drama, controversy, penalties, lovers, tiffs and more, Ooh-wee. I'm so excited to break it all down, it's going to be a long show as well so, so much to get through, so, if you've missed any of the shows. Head over to Cop to catch up and get into contact with the show if you need and look down at that listening device of yours right now. Gently caress the subscribe button with the tip of your finger so you can be one of the first to hear my voice two times a week and if you think we don't have socials then you're just a bit of a silly goose because we have all the socials. Twitter, Facebook, and Insta and parking in my femme. Slide into those DMs like Synoda. Slid onto the wall during Q3, and I will be there to brace your collision. Then hold you gently in my arms and tell you that it's all gonna be okay. But enough of that. We need to break down what happened in Emil. Go through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh yes, and give you your stat of the week. Oh <laughs> I am excited. But first, we have the news.
2: News, 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 news. Coldy, Formula One news, pocket in my firm, a Formula One news. It's the pimp news, pimp news. Didn't steal this, it's definitely the pimp news, pimp news, pimp news. Pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my firm, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah.
3: That's right, it is the pimp news. Now, Whistleman, know y'all fine. Okay, so the F1 to Miami, it is happening. The FIA announced that they have a 10-year deal in place to race in Miami starting in 2022. The circuit will loop around the Hard Rock Stadium where the Dolphins NFL team play. being about 3.36 miles with 19 corners. Now, the way that the FIA want the calendar to run is to have the Miami race early on in the second quarter, just before the mid-season break, and then still keep Austin in the latter part of the season. Logically, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I'm glad that there's going to be a bit of a mixture in in terms of variety of tracks and locations. I believe, with the rich lifestyle, that there is in Miami good weather, expensive yachts, girls in bikinis, Crofty, running around, uh, those chasing those girls, you know? It's going to be It's going to become a fan favourite, and potentially a little mini Monaco in terms of all the super yachts and gorgeous babes. But let's talk about the track itself. It looks alright. I'm not hating. Two to three DRS zones, just judging by the layout of it. A pit straight that doesn't look too horrible, not going to chew up all that time, you know, those 30 second pit straights, something like that. Three quick straights that go into very sharp corners with heavy braking zones. I think it looks a little bit exciting. Lots of overtaking and I think Miami will become an amazing track. Just need to make the track wide enough and, and we are good to go. Now I can't wait to get out there and watch it in one of these years. What do you guys think? If you haven't hadn't had the chance to look, go ahead and check it out. And let me know on the socials at in My Firmay on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Moving on. Aston Martin boss Otmar ain't a happy jabby indeed. The regulation changes for this season has fucked him and the Mercedes team. Although Mercedes seem to be moving on alright and not bitching as much. But the effect of the aero change has had, has seemed to have a much bigger, much HUGER impact on that Aston Martin team. He went on to say, I think the right thing to do is to have the discussion with the FIA and to find out exactly what has happened and why. He went on to say, We as a team have to work hard and try and claw back everything we can at the same time we should be having a discussion with the FIA to see if anything can be done to make it a bit more equitable. Asked whether Aston Martin might ultimately consider legal actions, Otmar added, I think we get to the point after the discussion. It's hard to predict. I think the right thing to do is see what can be done. Well... I mean, that's true. Well, we'll I guess we'll see if anything happens, but I think it's almost at the time when it's like, hey, let's start focusing on 2022. Two horrible outings. You're basically just giving Lance Stroll a chance to learn from Seb, a chance to get those laps in. Seb, you're just paying overs on at the moment, just hoping, you know, he can teach Lance how to do something out there. And then your focus should be on next year. Get a second driver in there with Lance and start to push. But anyway, moving on And our last story. Well, last year there was a karting incident that went absolutely viral around the world 5,000 times where go karter a Luca Corberry, Corbury, Corbury, I think it is, frustrated and retired from the race, took the bumper off his kart and hurled it, had another driver going past. The footage is all over YouTube, check it out, it's absolutely unbelievable and after the race, the driver, uh, after the race, he also attacked that same driver he believed was responsible for it his retirement and his own father also attacked the driver post-race as well. The driver that the 23-year-old Luca Colberri and father attacked was only 16 years old. The FIA were calling for a life ban for the incident and I don't blame them, a few hours before recording this he was handed a 15-year ban which for him at 23 is essentially a life ban from racing and it's ended his racing career. As it bloody well should have. What a total wanker. But that's going to do it. For the news. Okay, now time to talk about the race that was Imola. Let's break it on down. What a race we had on the weekend. Thank God for the (laughs) race. Oh my gosh, we needed it. We needed it so, so bad, because if it wasn't wet, that would have been one of the most boring races ever, and I'll explain a little bit later on, but thank God it was raining. Oh my Lord, indeed. But a big congratulations for Max Verstappen on his first win of the year and giving us hope a half-decent Drivers' Championship, it was a race that really saw a lot of everything, a bit of safety cars, red flags, track limits, wet weather, idiotic driving, Mazepin finishing a race, you need to really expect the unexpected in Formula 1, oh boy. But, let's break down, session by session, what happened for those that missed it. And I need to start with free practice, because fucking hell. I said in my last episode, ParkingMyFairmate.com to catch up on it all, that Mazepin will spin out straight away in Free Practice 1. I said that. Go check it out if you don't believe me. And I had just finished recording the podcast, done my editing, uploaded it, switched on the TV, and off the track he goes. What a Wally. Now I understand the car is horrible, it's probably one of the worst cars we've seen in recent years, but he finished the race. At least. So let's give him some credit. I know it was only free practice. And I loved what I saw from one of the midfielders, but Ferrari and McLaren, in particular Norris, they looked incredible in free practice. But other than that, free practice was a bit meh. Apart from my main squeeze, my bay Yuki Sanuda, he was the gift that keeps on giving Take a listen to this man swearing like a goddamn sailor during FP2 and 3 when having to deal with some traffic.
2: Man, this is paradise, like traffic paradise. What is this one?
3: Now I know I was excited for quali because uh,
2: all those narrow
3: old school circuits, you know overtaking will be so difficult. So the best part of the weekend for those is the moments where we can get out on a good racing track, it's usually in quali and everyone is going to be going the fastest time dealing with traffic and all sorts and it, and it did not disappoint this time around either. So let's talk about qualification because my mind was blown. It was just as good as the race, in my opinion. So much drama, so many close calls, and so many shocks and surprises. Let's start with Q3. And my dumpling? Yuki okay, is Hates the fact that I put him in my F1 fantasy team. He must know. Because again, he disappointed. Out in Q3 with a crash, going wide, didn't, didn't set a time at all. And let's take a listen to that one. Now that is Yuki Tsunoda and that is a particularly hefty whack for
0: the young Japanese driver What's up, Yuki is off, 10 15 exit
3: He's okay but the car is not
2: Oh yeah 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 yeah
3: But what did that mean? That mean that the two Williams drivers get into Q2 Not only that but they look to do it comfortably, Latifi Looked like a proper racing racing car driver out there, and George Russell did the George Russell things to get into Q2. Excellent drive by both. When was the last time that both made it into Q2? Um, hell, I don't know. How about never? Awesome work. So we saw Sonoda, the Hasses in Mick and Nikita, and the two Alfa Romeos in Racing Car Jesus and Iceman go out in Q1. But the Alfa Romeos clearly. Just focus on Sundays and not Saturdays. That is a fact. They have never qualified well, and Sundays, they seem to be fairly consistent. They don't tend to crash out. They tend to just go with the flow and do their thing. Q2, there was a shock exit as I predicted, and I think I predicted that it was gonna be this driver as well. Making sure you subscribe to get all the correct analysis and predictions. Carlos Sainz failed to make it into the top 10. Now, he started in P11. Now, let's take a little listen to that disappointment. Carlos Sainz is out, though, in the Ferrari. Are we good or not? No, we're P11, I'm afraid. No shock with the other drivers, really, the two Williams boys, Latifi and Russell, Seb and the struggling Aston Martin and Fernando Alonso in the Alpine. Now, I didn't read those out in the order. Because that's not even the shocking point. The two Williams drivers both outqualified Alonso and Russell Outqualified Vettel as well. The Williams on the medium was clearly the tie to go. And they looked very, very nice indeed. But then it was time for the big guns. Q3. Top 10 shootout. Yeah, we had some shocks there as well, that's for sure. Let's start with Lewis. Gotta give the man his dues. The Red Bulls were faster all practices, first two quality sessions, and still Lewis manages to get pole position. I think that was his 99th pole position as well. Let's take a listen to him celebrate on the radio also. Just have a listen to his race engineer. Have a look, listen to the way he talks. It's like he's proud of a 12-year-old for getting a B-minus on a spelling test. Take a listen. At the 30th different track in his career, Lewis Hamilton will start a Grand Prix in the top spot. That's it mate, that is it. Wow, look at the time. We got it. You got it mate, beautiful work. That's a surprise, isn't it? (laughs) Oh yeah, and 30th different fucking circuit to get the pole on as well. Amazing effort, Perez on the front row for the first time in his career out qualifying his teammate with Max in third. Take a listen.
0: Perez has never started on the front
3: row before. He's on the front row now though.
0: That's a much better qualifying from the Mexican in the Red Bull.
3: Thank you mate, P2
1: and Max. Okay, good improvement guys. we we'll get that tomorrow.
0: Well done, Sergio. It was a great lap. Well, well done. Good job.
1: Thank you, mate. Tomorrow is what matters. Let's go, guys.
3: Doesn't seem too pleased with second on the grid, but anyway, moving on. Valtteri. What the hell was going on with him? Horrible qualifying. Got himself starting well back from the front of the grid. But now the biggest shock of Q3 was that lap by Lando Norris. Two purple sectors absolutely flying along. Got himself on the front row only to have the time deleted because he exceeded track limits. Now, I, I took a look at the footage as a hardcore investigative journalist that I am. And the poor man only just went over the line. Only just. It was a bee's dick in it. Unlucky, but rules is rules. Although Norris is in year three in the McLaren, looking fucking dangerous. And I cannot wait to see what he can do this season. Let's take a listen to that amazing drive and the disappointment to follow.
0: Lando Norris is having a brilliant lap and goes onto the front row by only four one hundredths of a second behind Hamilton. The bad news is though, he might have exceeded track limits.
3: Unfortunately, our lap time was deleted. Deleted uh, limits turn nine.
0: I'm sorry
3: about that. My bad. Okay. I'm so sorry. Okay, uh, we qualified P- P7. Don't worry, mate, the pace is I'm there. I'm sorry. Yeah, it doesn't matter if the pace is there, does it? But now it's time to talk about the big race itself. The big mama, the big kahuna. Mm-hmm. And thank fuck for... It's raining, man. We needed that rain.
2: Hallelujah.
3: We needed it so, so bad. Look, every incident in the race can be attributed to the rain or it raining or the track being wet. Every single one. I'm gonna break them down later, but... Oh, thank God it was raining because my Lord, this race would have been very, very, very boring indeed. You think about it, every single event in this race involved rain. Okay, maybe apart from the very first one I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about, but that's got something to do with a shitty car. Because what the fuck is going on with Aston Martin? Their cake tin brake covers all caught on fire. It's raining and it's fucking freezing and still it catches on fire. Look, I know that F1 brake temps run hot, up to a thousand degrees Celsius at a time. So surely you would cover them with something that isn't fucking flammable and won't catch on fire. Surely. Let's take a listen to Stroll heading out to the start of the race.
0: No start, no start. The brakes are on fire. Yeah, go one and fire. no start. Go one and no start. The whole thing's on fire, Brad. Drive quickly to put it out. Drive quickly to put it out.
3: I love that line. Drive quickly to put it out. Look, he's in a Nestor Martin. If he drives quickly, he'll lose control and crash. But enough about the pre-race. Let's talk about the race start and max in P3. Ooh, looking right at the behind of Lewis. Had one of the best F1 starts I've ever seen. Red Bull played that Mercedes like a fiddle. Perez got a great start as well. So Lewis had no option but to defend to the right of him against Perez. But as a result, Max was able to take the inside line and get back him, back at him through the first chicane. Lewis had to run wide to avoid contact. Looks like he got a little bit of damage on that front wing as well. A brilliant start by the Red Bulls. Although, Hamilton holds on to second place. They did exactly what they needed to do. Sandwiched the Mercedes in. Let's take a little listen to Hamilton on that first chicane.
0: It's lights out and away we go. Verstappen gets an excellent reaction. Hamilton, though, is ahead of Perez, but not for long, as Max Verstappen now on the inside joins Hamilton in battle. It is Hamilton and Verstappen. Verstappen and Hamilton wheel to wheel going into the Tamburello chicane. Hamilton is forced wide and he's lost a little bit of bodywork as well.
1: I don't know if I've got damage. He pushed me right wide in so on.
3: Now it wasn't long after that that we had our first retirement. It was Nicholas Latifi. The slick conditions meant he went wide and lost control. It was then that we saw a Hasco into the wall. And we all rejoiced. And we were like, <laughs> Mazepin, you idiot. But then we sat back in horror. Oh, wait, it was Mick Schumacher. Oh, no. I hope he's OK, my precious. Let's take a listen.
0: Oh, and that is Mick Schumacher at the exit of the pit lane. I uh, say he was warming his tires yeah. up. Oh dear. And lost it. So another
2: now.
1: OK, but let's, uh, we're, we're, we're still OK. We haven't lost anything, just a couple of track positions. So um, let's, everything's going to be OK. We're going to put the car back together.
3: What a horrible way to go. Didn't get the DNF, though. He was able to limp around without a front wing for a few laps until they opened up the pit lane again and he could swap it out. Excellent effort in horrible conditions, but with keeping it on the track. Some great experience for the driver in a couple of years time. He will start getting those opportunities to dominate an F1 like daddy. And just like how every positive has a negative, there's driver number two at has being his charming self-taker. Listen.
1: Okay Nikita, check brake balance adjuster to make sure you're happy. Check D-ball adjuster. Tire temps are coming up. How is the grip? How is the track condition?
3: Getting better. If you let me focus, that would be great. I mean it was lap eight. So this was the furthest he'd ever been in a race before. Okay, but anyway let's move ahead, we're now around lap 31, the rain cleared up, the track is still wet, the drivers have made the swap to medium tyres. Now due to Imola being a shorter circuit, Verstappen and Hamilton had no problem catching the back markers and now on the track where there isn't much room for overtaking with inexperienced drivers and the surface is wet on slick tyres, how do you think it went? Max very slowly made his way around and as a result Hamilton was able to close the gap. He started making his way past the Alfa Romeo and the Williams, and he lost control of his car. It slid out from under him, and he went off into the gravel. He did continue to roll gently forward, but unfortunately nudged the wall, damaging his front wing. But credit, the credit is due. The veteran was able to put the car in reverse, drive it back onto the track, and continue. After only losing a couple of positions, let's have a listen to how it all happened.
0: Oh, and sliding off the road goes the Mercedes
3: of Lewis Hamilton.
1: Sorry, guys. Yeah, that's fine.
3: But it was the very next lap, lap 32, when Hamilton got an excellent chance to pit, change tyres and his front wing. It was red flagged as well just after he made those changes because George Russell and Valtteri Bottas came together. I'll break down this later on in the good, the bad and the ugly. But take a listen to both drivers, Bottas and Russell, you will hear a lot of naughty, naughty words.
0: And we're going to get a safety car now, because that's Valtteri Bottas and George Russell, who are out of this race.
3: What the was he doing? Honestly, do for what?
0: What the Are you okay, (laughs) Valtteri?
3: Oh yes, a lot of naughty words there indeed. The radio exchange of the weekend goes to my man. The man whose result, who, who is the king of radio exchanges really, Kimi Raikkonen. I love the back and forth between him and his race engineer, take a listen.
0: Oh, yellow where you are. Watch, yeah, watch for the, debris, uh, yeah, well. yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I got spread, with all kinds of <laughs> It's gonna be, it's gonna be good. Okay, can you, your safety car window is closed? Safety car on SC and work on your brakes and tears. And there is a lot of debris on the truck.
2: I know, because it
1: just happened I know, I know. My car is full of no, no. Oh, no. We are checking the dial, check check
3: my, yeah.
1: Okay, well, I'm with you. Don't worry, we're checking.
3: And finally, the curse has been lifted on Max Verstappen, who has never won in Italy, not even podiumed, was able to get a huge win. And listen to the excitement from his race engineer. Honestly, he just won the fucking race. Get around your boy. To a man who's never won in Italy before. And who wins the Amelia
0: Romagna Grand Prix this afternoon? Max Verstappen takes victory in Italy, and it was a victory by a long, long margin.
1: Okay, Max, great work. There you go. It's not always all about a Saturday.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, that was uh, tricky out there, but great job, guys. You managed that really well. <laughs> Thank you. Mega job, Max. Mega, mega job. Great, uh,
3: difficult afternoon, but you nailed it. Well done. Yeah, I'm very happy with that. Hamilton P2, amazing effort considering he came off the track, crashed, ruined his front wing and was able to get back up to P2. And against a McLaren that was looking dangerous. Norris P3, great start to the season for him and he is going to be exciting to watch. Let's take a listen to those two as they cross the line. Nice work, Lewis. That's an awesome recovery. Great
1: battle back to P2. Lewis. Super, super drive, we're leading the championship. Awesome job guys, my apologies for that. mistake earlier on, but we're living with we that. On to the next one.
0: Indeed mate, indeed.
1: That's P3, P3. Great job mate,
3: well done, P3. Yeah, let's go. Awesome. What a great race, but think about it. Thank God it was raining. Thank God it, it was rained. raining. Oh my God, thank God. Because every incident that happened then was because of the weather. Hamilton's slow start, off the line, no grip, wet track. Okay, Nicholas Latifi, DNF, went off because of wet track. Mick Schumacher crashed under safety car, warming up his tyres, wet track. Perez went off as well at one stage, wet track. Hamilton going off and crashing, wet track. Russell back. Right tyre hitting the slick wet grass and crashing into the bodice. Wet track slash grass. Everything that was eventful during that race happened there because it was wet. Including the time penalty for Perez. So thank God it was raining because Imola, that would have been an absolute shit show. But now, it's time. Your start of the way.
2: I'm a stat man, Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man, yeah. Stats, uh, I'm a stat man, oh yeah, oh yeah, stat time, yeah. Oh, so much stats, so many stats. I don't know if his intro is even long enough. There's that many stats, uh, stats, 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 yeah. Ooh, so many stats! Uh, I'm a stat man.
3: That's right, Max Verstappen. We're going to talk about him right now. He is a freak of nature. The future world champ is what we all call him. But this weekend, he finally broke the curse. The curse has been lifted. He has been he has raced in Italy eight times, eight times before last weekend's race. He's had a horrible, horrible time there, with his highest place finish being a fifth place back in 2018. Last year, he raced there three times and failed to finish the race on all three occasions. So, Imola's win on the weekend wasn't only the first win in Italy. His first podium, his first time finishing in the top four. Rumors also had it he met up with Kelly PK over some pizza and pasta and he finished there first too. So there you go, that was my half-arsed. Start of the way, bada, 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 bada. he's a
2: stat man. Ooh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, is pretty cool. Yeah. All
3: right, cowboys and cowgirls, we've broken down everything that happened over the weekend. Now, we need to categorise them. It's time for the good, the bad, the ugly. Oh yeah! The segment where we assign each situation and see whether it was good, bad or ugly. Look, it's not that complicated. I feel like I've explained it far too much already. So let's start right away, the good. Charles Leclerc, Sunday performance. Whoa. We know how important communication is between the drivers and their teams. It's the same reason we heard Carlos sing smooth operator over and over to us and now Yuki Tsunoda swear more than a filthy pirate hooker. But if we take the radio away from one driver, it just makes it almost impossible to get a good result. But that's what happened to Charles Leclerc he lost communication with his team he was able to talk to the radio and communicate with them but couldn't get any feedback back from his team they needed to use the pit boards to communicate let's take a listen to it
1: okay speak on the board speak on the board take off take off the earplugs here take off the earplugs because i've got uh, noise on the earplugs so i can't speak but can't hear you
3: but what's more incredible is when you just see how many laps he defended against Lewis Hamilton towards the end without someone in his ear assisting him. Excellent effort, great race Charles. Max Verstappen, the curse is lifted. Excellent stuff, executed perfectly. Great strategy, great work going up to the slicks early. Bold, gutsy, awesome An amazing win. Lando Norris. Excellent drive. Saturday was amazing. Awesome pace. Track limit screwed you, but amazing effort. And Sunday as well. Just kept you cool, drove safe, and got yourself on the podium. Amazing effort once more. The good Lewis Hamilton pole position. Crashed on lap 31, recovers, and gets himself back up to P2. Awesome drive. The good wet weather. Thank fuck. Without this, it would have been such a bore. It really would have been. The good Alfa Romeo. Look, they did all right. Stayed out of everyone's way, did their own thing, couldn't qualify for shit, but had a very nice outing. And the good Williams on a Saturday. Both cars make it into Q2. Awesome work. First time in some years that that has happened. Went to the medium tide too, which just worked so much better with your cars than expected, and it paid off. Awesome, awesome work indeed. Well, that was the good. Now it's time for the bad, and there have been some bad boys and girls today. All right, let's start off the bad. Williams on a Sunday, bloody hell! Nikita Mazepin can finish a race in that horrible house, and you can't do it, Nicholas Latifi. Piss poor performance. The bad Aston Martin. You guys are just going backwards. I know you want to sue the FIA and making it fair for the other cars and unfair for you and the car you copied off of. But you need to be more competitive. Horrendous effort. The bad. Daniel Ricciardo. No pace whatsoever. Not sure what the issue is there. He used to. He used the excuse post-race that he is still getting used to the car. But that excuse isn't going to fly anymore, Denny boy. It's put up or shut up time. Although technically with Norris only... Qualifying P7 and Danny P6. He did still out-qualify his teammate. And the bad Valtteri Bottas. He just can't drive in the wet. He had a miserable time in Turkey last year. Spinning, what was it, like six times or something? And today he just had no pace. Competing with the Williams for some scraps down in P9. Not his fault the DNF happened. But Jesus Christ. Learn to drive with some moisture around, my guy. Piss-poor performance. (laughs) Well. oh it's time to talk about the ugly George Russell you're up and just like Seven Bahrain you did the wrong thing and immediately blamed the other driver you drove wide you hit the grass and as a result you took yourself out of the race and bought us as well I mean the conspiracy theorists would have a field day with this one that they did it on purpose to help Hamilton out the lap before get him that free stop and back into the race but really they just cocked it up Love the middle finger from Bottas and the confrontation from Russell. I think Russell realised it was his fault eventually, but mate, you fucked it. Russell said after the race, I asked him if he was trying to kill us both. I'm fighting for P9. A P9 for him is absolutely nothing, almost meaningless. He did a move that will do if you're fighting for victory on the last lap of the race. It begs the question why he would do that for P9. Perhaps if it were another driver, he wouldn't have. So that's what went through my mind. Russell is right, but it still doesn't mean it's it wasn't your fault. He defended, you committed. You ran your tires wide onto the grass. Your car then turned to hump his car. You both got a DNF. Toto Wolff had some thoughts after the race and his line about the future of George Russell is just brilliant, take a listen.
1: Yo, yeah, let's. Left 32. you said, "What was that?"
0: Well, I mean, that's when it all went off, didn't it? Um, yeah. Bottas and Bottas and Russell coming together, and, and Lewis too. Yeah, that He's was not
1: going. my most ha- happy moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that when we thought the race was completely lost, then um, Lewis's unbelievable driving um, just saved all of us today again.
0: Yeah. Have you had a chance to speak to, to Valtteri because it he, he sounded like he had a bit of a hefty shunt there?
1: Yeah, it wasn't. It was a bad shunt. And um, so there wasn't a lot of uh, friendly exchanges between the two, I guess. But it, we need to look at it again because it takes two to tango, um, I would judge. Yeah, I mean, Damon, So
0: he's got, got the run on him. Um, Damien, you didn't think anyone was to blame, but they have a look from behind. Yeah, well, I mean, what I saw was that uh, George was kind of committed to, the, to a pass, and I think he probably feels that um, Valti moved over a little bit, but I don't think Valti moved that much, and he moved just enough uh, for George to be on the wet stuff, and he spun up his rear tyres, and they both
1: collected each other. That's exactly how I would say it. It's uh, Maybe it's not a 50-50, maybe it's a 60-40, but I wouldn't know in which direction.
0: Will yeah. you speak to George, too?
1: I uh, haven't seen George uh, yet, no. He didn't come.
0: He's, he's not caught up, cos I'm <actually laughs> avoiding you at the moment. But, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, you obviously have to debrief on that, but. Um, with your relationship with George, you'll want to de them too,
1: won't you? Yeah, I keep teasing him and said, if he does a good job, he can be in a Mercedes. If not, we're doing a Renault Clio Cup. <laughs> and today we are more
3: close to Renault Clio Cup okay. again. We were so.
0: trying to get into Mercedes a bit too early there. But, um...
3: After the race, George Russell had more time to reflect on it and stated, yesterday wasn't my proudest day. I knew it would have been one of our best opportunities to score points this season. And when the points matter as much as they do right now, sometimes you take a risk. He went, on, he went on to say that emotions can run high in the heat of the moment and yesterday mine got the better of me. I apologise to Valtteri and my team and anyone who felt I let them down by my actions. Well, you done fucked up, Russell. Well, that was the good, the bad and the ugly. What did you think, guys? Head over to the socials at Parker to my mate, on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Let me know. Slide into those DMs. Like your George Russell sliding off the track and crashing into someone whose seat you wanted to take. And, guys, that's it for another show. It is so, so sad to end. But, of course, I love to watch you leave. Ooh, make sure you subscribe. Look down at that device. Press that subscribe button. I'm back twice a week, baby. We're back in a few days' time to talk all news. Probably some fallout from this one, to be honest, and get you prepared for Portugal. I cannot wait. And talk a little fantasy as well, and I think it's time for a driver power rankings update as well. So you don't want to miss out on that. Head to parkitinmyfermate.com if you've missed any previous episodes, and of course, hit up the socials at parkitinmyfermate, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Slide into those DMs. I'll be waiting. I'll be sitting back, just chilling, just seeing how you're going. And, of course, as always, thank you so much for listening.
2: Thanks for listening.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.